This is the limitless Keith Lee. This is Brody King. This is Angel Garza. Will Ospreay. Hornswoggle. Pentagon Junior. The villain, Marty Scow. The Mexican Ray Phoenix. King Ricochet. Concrete Rose, Sunny Kiss. And I'm here to ask you to stop what you're doing. Take just one moment and bask in the glory of the busted wide open. 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 Busted wide open podcast. <laughs> You're listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Uh, welcome back to BWO Live, everybody. Just want to let you know real quick, Retribution seems to be in the building. Oh, my God, I have weapons. Get out of here. My name is Nick Howell. Come, come, come back, would you? Shocked that they let the homeless bum who was caught flinging feces at the doors of the Performance Center he was allowed. I was, I'm shocked he's allowed into the building. He was given a mic. He actually cut a promo on Randy Orton in the middle of the ring. Well, oh, that was Shawn Michaels. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh! Dangerous. <laughs> and welcome to Busted Wide Open. I now I know why he's called the Heartbreak Kid because that's that's just heartbreaking how he's looking these days. It, it's like the picture of Dorian Gray, but in reverse. Somewhere there's a painting of him that looks as good as the day it was ever painted. I mean, I've, I've seen I've seen drunk racist uncles at the family picnic that make him look like Angel Garza. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean apparently when Vin, when Vince beat Sean and God, God took it out on Sean. Uh, okay, that's I, yeah, all right. That's all I'm okay. saying. Okay, that that's enough out of you. I'm just right, saying. apparently you didn't like Raw last night. Is, is, I just Raw was a <laughs> bit of a tough watch, and we have to talk about Raw today, Nick. That's actually what we're here to do. This is the Busted Wide Open show. We uh, we are coming to. you. Out on your podcast app of choice, or on the tubes of you, or on Twitch. We're all over the place right now. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we do need to talk about the go-home show for Monday Night Raw last night. We're going home to SummerSlam. Yeah. You'll never see it coming, except that it's coming this Sunday. Uh, so we're all going to be watching that. And uh, hopefully some of the air will have cleared by then, because someone released a big old stinky fart, and we want to call Monday Night Raw. We usually we're a very positive show, Nick. Today's going to be a little rough. I got some. I got some harsh. I got some harsh things to say about Raw. But before we do that, let's do a little housekeeping, and then we can Alvarez up the place. Okay. All right. Uh, let, let me. Before I do the housekeeping, I got to do some Twitch housekeeping. Uh, Costanza seventy eight drew three hundred bits into the. Mm, oh my goodness! Just oh you. my god! And it even kicked off a hype train. Now, holy smokes, guys! Good lord! All right. This is when we Thank have you. fun. If you contribute during this time, you get some special emotes and a special badge during the show. Costanza with three hundred bits. Judith Brooke hey. JB gifted a tier one sub to who is Mungus Con? That's, That's you. Me. That's why is she gifting it to me? Why, why did you gift him a sub? Thanks. A cool. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. Thank you, JB, for the gifted sub to right. Sir Ian. I've Dangerous. always wanted to be tier one. I have no idea what that means, but I. Thanks, JB. All right, and Kyle, we might drive. invite you back on the show for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, threw another hundred bits in. Says Sean. Uh, Sean's hair is like the lid of the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> Don't look directly at it when it falls off. <laughs> you melt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at it, Marion. Don't look. <laughs> Close your eyes. 
Oh, God. Uh, other housekeeping stuff, guys. Let, I want to get into this show. So BWOPodcast.com is the website with all these links. Uh, make sure you're following us here on at twitch.tv slash open. We're having lots of fun, as you can see. Uh, Twitch just unlocks all of these fun little widgets that I just I can't get enough of. I think it's amazing. and allows you guys to get some cool flair for all of the, your support, and thank you for all of that. Uh, wow. Uh, Chris, nineteen seventy eight, with a fiver in the tip jar. So here's a t- here's a, hel- you. a tip to help us get through raw. We're gonna need it, Chris. <laughs> We're gonna need it. We're gonna need it. Retribution's already attacked us once before we went on air today. Good lord. Uh, 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 patrons, thank you so much for all of your support oh, every yes. single month. Uh, guys, you got one week left. Just a few days. You got about five days to get over in uh, patreon.com slash bwo. All you got to be in is the five dollar tier. And you're going to get access to the show notes, um, the ability to ask listener questions on the patron mailbag episodes, and this Damn. month in particular, you're going to get, get to participate in the BWO Patron Pick'em's Championship mm. Woo! happening at SummerSlam this Sunday. Robbie RB, our current defending champion, will be defending said title for the very first time since he won it at WrestleMania. So big time. Mm. To, uh, mm-hmm. to get in if you haven't already. Uh, make sure you're subscribed over at youtube.com slash busted wide open uh, so we, you can get access to BWO Daily and all kinds of other good stuff over there. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. And again, make sure you're following us right here at twitch.tv slash busted wide open. Ian, we've held off long enough. We've been, we've we already, we're already six minutes into this show. Yes. Uh, and we've had a retribution attack. We've had a hype train uh, dogs and cats I had, living I had together. To crap on Shawn Michaels. Which right, I right. Feel bad it, this about. is going to be fun. Let's head over and talk about Monday Night Raw. Oh, Randy. Oh, Randy. Kevin, Kim, Chris Cross, Kasabian, Collective Soul, Cow Patty Kennedy, Koo Koo Kachu Orton. You dirty dog. You did it again. He did it again, Nick, and it wasn't like we didn't see it coming. You know, the tagline for SummerSlam, you'll never see it coming. Well, there's no way we could have seen this coming. Shawn Michaels openly announces during the week he's going to show up on Raw. Wait, there's a legend on Raw in an era where Randy Orton is punt-kicking legends in the face? Hmm. I wonder what shall happen. What possibly could happen? Could it be that Shawn Michaels shows up to give Drew McIntyre a completely random pep talk, somehow connecting him to their story, and then ultimately gets kicked in the face by Randy Orton after cutting a promo on him in the ring? Could that be what would happen? No, there's no way that they would do that. That would be too obvious. And yet that's exactly, note for note, what happened. Shawn Michaels shows up. Gives Drew a nice little pep talk saying, oh, yeah, when we were working with you in NXT, we saw how great you were. We know how great you are. And you know me. I love Rick. I, quote, unquote, retired him, at least as far as the WWE is concerned. Uh, he's a legend. I can't believe what Randy Orton's doing. So give me a little space there, young man. I'm going to go pontificate in the back and then awkwardly shake, shake Umberto uh, Castillo's hand and hug our truth and then go to the ring and cut a promo on how bad Randy Orton is before getting punt kicked in the face by the man and virtually no selling it. Uh, right. And at which point Drew McIntyre, you will come out and you will attempt to save me, chase off Randy for a moment only to be ultimately RKO'd to finish the show so that Randy can stand tall en route to SummerSlam. While I cower in the corner looking dazed, but yet somehow miraculously much better than anyone else who's ever taken a punt kick. Right. So yeah, that was how, that was how that went down, Nick. Um, 
are they going to run out of legends for Randy to punt at some point? Like, are we just uh, was it okay? Let me let me a different. Well, tack. I think they needed one more in order to um, to get to SummerSlam. Now it's it's him and Drew, and Did we, we can move that? on. Did we need that? Wasn't it? Didn't we have what a fantastic closing moment last week on Raw? Absolutely lights out, fantastic moment to close Raw last week. This to me seemed like an echo, a distant echo of that. Nowhere near as effective. All we got is a little bit of physicality between Drew and Randy. That was the only like extra thing we got was them actually tussling for a little bit outside the ring, and then ultimately Randy hitting the RKO to take out Drew and stand tall. Yeah, it was the only difference. Um, and Randy got to punt kick another legend. The problem here was Sean is irrelevant to this feud. Yep. And it just it it felt that way. It felt like it felt tacked on. It felt extra. It, it it's didn't a WWE feel... trope of one too many times going to the well. Yeah. Is, it, is fe- it, it felt like Like you said, they had mwah, the perfect button last week to close the show with the, everything with Ric Flair. And I was like, oh my God, why didn't they do it in the reverse? Why didn't you do Sean last week if this Sean was the intention? Oh, oh, I, I forgot. You write the show two hours before it goes live. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I, and again, it, because, because this is a lesser impact than last week. Had you reversed the two, had you done Sean last week, have Sean come in because he's mad about Big Show and you know he helps run sure. the place um, and have, you know throw the NXT. Give him a good old the, finger wagon. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Knock he, it off, he's, Orton. He's here to be like, oh, Randy. <laughs> Uh, and then have Randy turn on Rick this week as the final betrayal, right? But this is diminishing returns. You're yeah. now going up to come back down. And the, again, as you said, when you write the show week to week and you don't know where you're going and what you're doing, your long-term storytelling, Seth, tends to suffer as a result right. because you, you can't do a good crescendo. You can't do a proper crescendo uh, because you're, you're flying by the seat of your pants. So that was unfortunately how this felt, was like, like an underwhelming crescendo and it also wasn't enough about randy and drew we don't they tried to establish a connection between sean and drew and they kind of did they had no connection really between rick and drew other than drew respects rick it was, um, the only thing was his uh, nxc championship run that that sean could draw a connection to right well oh, right. we knew you were the tenuous were, yeah tenuous at best a uh, a uh, 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 an NXT championship run they have not mentioned until now, except for like once, maybe. Uh, with, with Andrade when he first got it. Right yeah, exactly. They, they barely mentioned it Yeah. Um, as far as Drew's journey, right? So, again, this, it, was, it was tenuous connections to these people at best. Like, why would Drew care so much about Randy doing that other than he's trying to maintain order and he's now, you know, the big guy on campus? But this, this didn't feel like it was enough personal about Randy and Drew. Something about the way they ended the show last week, how angry they were at each other, the way it was shot, it felt personal. It felt like there was that fire, there was animosity there. Wasn't there this week. Yeah. Not on the same level, at least. And you, you had a Drew come out of the top of the show to cut a promo on how, what a bastard Randy Orton was, and you interrupted it. You interrupted Drew's promo on how evil Randy Orton was but because all of a sudden you have all these technical glitches, uh, and then all of a sudden we, we cut to the, the production tr- truck and re- uh, Retribution's inside there, tearing stuff up and meh, smashing laptops like angry monkeys uh, and like holding a stick to one of the production guys' throats saying, go to commercial, go to commercial. And we go to commercial and we come back and I guess Retribution just left after that because we didn't have any more problems for the rest of the three hours of the show. So, 
Yeah, well, they, they were on their really way to Raleigh, North Carolina, to mess with with our show tonight. Yeah, right. Uh, it's exactly. a, it's about a twelve eight to twelve hour drive, depending on where you're coming from in Orlando. But I mean, you can you can. It's about eight hours. Uh, I want to catch up real quick because we got some relevant stuff in here. Uh, Kyle with another hundred bits said HBK on that punt pulled Mil Mascaris, but instead of no Yob, Yob, no Yob, no Yob. Yeah, it's it's no, no cell. <laughs> yeah, no, that was. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Esme showed up. What's up, Esme? Hadn't seen you in a while. Welcome What's back. What's up, Esme? Uh, threw 100 bits in, cheered 100 bits, and JB went back to the well again since you got the gifted sub she gave out the first time and gifted a Tier 1 sub to Stormwaves42. Nice. Stormwaves, make sure you thank JB for thank you. your gifted sub. Uh, yeah, the, Retribution found their way to, to our house tonight. I did fend them off right as we were starting the show, Good. as you guys witnessed, um, but... Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, well, they I, were at my house earlier today for BWO Daily, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah, but uh, that's what we get for kind of for kind of crapping on this angle a bit. Uh, you'd have to imagine that they would want to get some retribution against us. Yeah. for saying that this is kind of this is half baked at best, and unfortunately, once again, like it, it got better on SmackDown, it was looking a little better. This again, completely half baked. It's like a a ten year old's idea of how uh, uh, like an Antifa group or something like that would disrupt right. WWE. Hey, like smash monitors. <laughs> oh, we're smash monitors. Remember, have, you remember have Nick booking when I said, uh, spoiler alert for any non-patrons out there, I said <laughs> Becky Lynch was going to hook up the production truck and drive it off and they were just going to go completely off air. Like, that's what I want to see Retribution do. Like, seriously mess some stuff up, not just yeah. push a monitor off of a desk. You know, come on, guys. Do yeah, something crazy. Well, and unfortunately, this is going to be a theme of this show is people doing really dumb things because the, for whatever reason, the writers, the creative, whoever you want to blame, there are people all over the show doing the dumbest things because they can't think of something better for them to do and they are not taking into consideration the bigger picture right. or whatever. Various different reasons. A lot of people doing some completely illogical, dumb things um yorkshire rob in with the tier one sub thank you very much yorkshire rob kyle with another hundred bits thank you very much sir he says i mean retribution if you're going to storm the production truck at least beat up kevin dunn and pull his bucky (laughs) come on kyle they're not that strong (laughs) they don't have Uh, smackdown only place these guys actually can look intimidating yeah Uh, yeah pretty much uh huh more so, you yeah. think about what they've done on Raw versus SmackDown. Raw, they were throwing cinder blocks through an already broken window, and they came. They found a car that they flipped over, and I guess they, I guess they flipped it over, yeah. but they never came into the building. Meanwhile, on SmackDown, they've got chainsaws, and they're they're scaring poor little Kayla Braxton into a corner, and and be and like actually murdering Drake Wirtz through a table. Like they're yeah. actually beating people up on SmackDown. Uh, Monday Night Raw, they're just kind of like they're like a group of angry monkeys. Yeah. Costanza with another hundred bits said the reveal better pay off. I, <laughs> I agree. They're going to take their masks off, and we're going to find out that they're all animatronic spiders. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Meltdown. <laughs> meltdown. So let's talk about Seth Rollins. Let's talk about Seth Rollins. He opened the show. Drew was in the back telling everyone it's okay. Retribution, they're a bunch of bad guys, but I'm Drew, and I don't like it when people mess with my stuff. <laughs> And my and my place. I'm the big guy around here. And Seth comes in to say, you know what, Drew? Actually, uh, I'm the guy who runs the place. I'm the I'm the Messiah of Monday Night. Meanwhile, the entire locker room standing right there, going, "Uh, no, we kind of like Drew better. You basically have a weird, silent Australian guy who follows you around because everyone else who ever followed you has gotten injured or right. vanished." 
vanished without a trace, Austin Theory. Vin- no Balor. idea where he went. Right. Finn Balor. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about there. But, you said uh, anybody that's ever fought you has vanished without a trace. Followed, followed, following him. Oh, any of his, followed, any, any okay. of, Yeah, any of his followers. Like he's, He started with one. He was up to five at one point. Now he's back down to one. So it's got it. So they had a confrontation is the bottom line. And uh, ultimately, they almost came to blows, but they were separated. Uh, Seth spent the rest of the night hearing a rumor that Rey Mysterio was going to show up and inexplicably freaking out about it, uh, even though he I mean, why? Because he beat down his son. Uh, He came out in the middle of a match later on the night. We'll talk about that match. I don't want to get into it now because I'm going to get heated. (laughs) But he came out in the middle of a match. Uh, to get in Samoa Joe's face and say, how do you know that Ray's here? And Joe's like, what's wrong? You shook. Uh, before ultimately... Chicken? Yeah, what's, what's the matter, <laughs> Seth? Chicken? <laughs> um, but ultimately, Ray Mysterio does show up, comes to the ring with his son, Dominic, who's walking a little tenderly, as you would if you took that many cracks to the chest and sternum uh, and back and tummy and lower back. And arms with he, kendo he sticks while being tied in the ropes. Yeah, if I'm being honest, Ooh. that was one. Of, that's one of the worst post kendo beatings I've ever seen in the yeah. WWE. Like legit, that boy took a whooping. I've watched a uh, lot of CZW matches. I don't think I've ever seen anybody that marked up. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that was that was brutal. <laughs> but Ray comes to the ring and says, "Dominic, I was in so much pain watching you be beat up like that." Um, and as a result, I'm going to be with you with your match with Seth at SummerSlam. I'll be ringside. It's a street fight, but I'll be there with you, having your back and watching you kick his ass. Uh, And Dominic basically went, thanks, Dad, before Seth Rollins pops up on the screen to go, oh, Ray, don't you know that I'm going to kick your son's ass again in front of you again because this is long-term booking in the WWE, and this is the kind of excitement that we build. Um but also, he said, I'm going to end not just you two, but the Mysterio name. And that is going to be, it's going to be sacrificed for the greater good. Which points that Ray said, come on out, face us in the ring. And Seth goes, well, Ray, you've got one eye because I pushed a ping pong ball out of your face. And uh, Dominic, you're beat to crap. So yeah, stay right there. We'll come out and kick your ass, which they do. They come out to the ring. Ray distracts them. Dominic grabs two kendo sticks. And the Mysterios beat the absolute crap out of Seth and Murphy. Seth escaping before he gets tied up into the ropes. Uh, and the, the heels are sent scrambling. So, Nick, that's, that's our Seth and Ray and Dominic feud right now. Is we've got, we, we, we went to SummerSlam on the heels scrambling away from the good guys after uh, almost, almost getting their comeuppance. But not quite. Did they leave this right where they should have left this going into SummerSlam, or could there have been more? I think this is okay going into SummerSlam, as is. Uh, okay. And, and I actually like you know when we did the contract signing last week, it was said uh, he can Dominic is going to have the advantage of using any weapons or doing anything he wants, street and fight, now yeah. it's officially a street fight. Yeah. So we've now also got Murphy and Mysterio on opposing ring posts and corners. So that amps this up even more. Anything goes. The possibility of interference. Oh, of course. It's not the possibility. It's the certainty of interference. Yes. Um, But yeah, now this is is pretty much a straight-up no DQ, street fight, weapons, all kinds of good stuff, right? So right. I'm I'm here for this. Like I'm I'm okay with this. I think this is going in the right place. Is Dominic? The, I think the story of the match is going to be can, is Dominic recovered enough from that absolute 
ass whooping he took uh, with those kendo yeah. sticks last week. It, can you re- can you heal from all of that in two weeks? I don't think so. Yeah, you can absolutely. Right. It's not fully, but I mean, you're still going to be sore and right. probably have a little bit of like green bruising, but he'll he'll be fine. Two yeah. weeks. You're surprised what human body can do. But you know, the thing that I was actually surprised about was when this segment ended. I sat and thought thought about all this for a second, and particularly. In the context of Seth Rollins recently controversially saying that WWE's been doing very good long-term booking, just the fans don't have the patience for it anymore. And it's the fans' fault they're not following along with long-term booking. I'm actually looking at the last few months of Rey Mysterio, Dominic, Seth, going back and forth. Like Once this kind of crystallized just to being about them and not about all the other extraneous people like Alistair and Umberto and everybody else, once it just came down to, like let's say a couple weeks before the eye for an eye match, right? Um... And even then, after then, we kind of like everyone else kind of peeled off. And it just became Seth, Ray, Dominic. It's actually been a pretty clean build. And they've actually escalated things in a, in a way that I think serves the story. Where it becomes about, you know, the father trying to stand up for his son. The son trying to stand up for his father. Ultimately, the father does get wounded grievously by this horrible guy, Seth Rollins. And then Seth Rollins just absolutely murders the son. Does this horrible beating on the son which makes the father, who's now injured, uh, very upset. But the son has to stand up for himself, ultimately. Right. That's a good classic wrestling story, and yeah. that's a good classic wrestling build. If they disable so, Ray and Dominic still is able to overcome the adversity, right? Mwah, fantastic. That's that This will classic. have all paid off. Unfortunately, sure. I just don't think that's what's going to happen. Right, and it may be that this is ultimately Seth... Uh, winning and, and just becoming that much more of a, of a heel, but I don't know if... At this point, that's going to put that much more heat on him. It's just going to be kind of like a oh, okay, that's the end. All right, it'll be it'll be a little bit of a letdown, even though the story itself I think was built properly. Yeah, having done, but the problem is, is you do want to keep Seth strong because he's going to be around a lot more than Dominic. So I'm of two minds of it. The bottom line is, is that if there's one th- I, again, Nick, we try to find positives. Yes. And there's a lot of stuff I'm going to crap on on this Raw. But this is one place I can look at and say, you know what? It hasn't been the most exciting build at times. Sometimes it's been absolutely ludicrous. Like the eye for an eye match was just a stupid idea. But if I look at it, the bigger picture, it was actually a classic wrestling build. And the way that they have built everything up story-wise, I thought was well-structured. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So so there you go. But Seth's going to win. The end of the it's the end of the positivity. Let's go and talk to <laughs> let's go talk about all the stuff that happened with the hurt business. Yeah, strap in, folks. It's a mess from here. It, let me let me catch up real good quick. Lord. Yes, Kyle wrote us a novel over here. I gotta I gotta. Oh yeah. Uh, first of all, Chris, nineteen seventy eight, tip five bucks into the tip jar. Thank you, Thank sir. You. He said, uh, "I hope he turns and joins Seth." Are you talking about Dominic joining the Monday Night Messiah? That it's would be a, bad, a plot twist. Not a, not a bad idea. Yeah. In fact, that would be a great concept, and that, would, that actually would make very little logical sense unless Dominic was insane or Seth was that much of a, a, a cult leader, um, which it's, it's wrestling. You could explain it. Um, but that would actually be one of the most exciting outcomes is for Dominic to turn on Ray. And then also, if you think about it, because Kyle's got a good point, and I'm just gonna, I, I know he's got more to say, but think about this. Well, that was Chris. You have Dominic. Was that, oh, so it was Chris? I'm yeah. sorry. Um, if you had uh, Dominic coming out every week as one of Seth's acolytes or one of his followers, right? 
you wouldn't have to have Dominic do that much. He could get a little bit of action here, but again, if you if you have Dominic with the companies learning the ropes, that's a way to do it, isn't it? Have him out there all the time as opposed to just being in Ray's shadow. The I mean, time. listen, if if you want to go full Nick booking and turn Dominic against <laughs> Ray, I, I'm all He's in. He's got to wear the right? same car mask. I know, I know. That's, that's, that's <laughs> we, your we've got it. We've got to get the mask in case. If I swear, get out of if, here. If he comes down the ramp at no, SummerSlam in a in a mask and a cape. Even if it's one of Ray's old masks, right, to honor his father, right, the tribute, my first pay-per-view. <laughs> it means nothing unless he wears Sin Cara's mask. Right. That was, okay, all the, right. The so, bottom line is, because that was your crazy bookings, he comes back fine, as Sin Cara, so fine. just leave it alone. The yes. bottom line is, is that I like that. I like that idea, too. It's out there, but it would certainly be a really cool twist to the story, especially given how they built it up. You know, if, if you make it a sort of thing where like Dominic knew he was going to be beaten at the contract signing and it was just an initiation, right? That would be really creepy. A lot of story there. I'll be shocked if WWE pulls the trigger on it. Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. But I'll be very happy if they do. Yeah. So, because that uh, would be- Kyle, I want to come back to yours because you're uh, in the appropriate time because we're not ready to talk about Mickey just yet. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're, we're saving that. that big old fat would cherry save, to put on top of the you Sunday. Would you save Kyle's message there? Save Kyle's message. Save yeah. Kyle's message. That's Kyle, I'm going to come back to your message. Oh, I'm stretching for that, that one. one. Does, that one deserves some extra warm-up. Let's talk, let's talk about the Hurt Business and the entire mid-card versus the Hurt Business. You had uh, MVP, Lashley, and Shelton Benjamin in the ring. They, uh, they had a lot of business throughout this entire show with Apollo Crews, obviously, the U.S. champion, and also Cedric Alexander, Ali, Ricochet, uh, and Tozawa even got involved with all of this somehow, too. Our truth was involved. It was, it, it was a ton of stuff going on in the guts of this show. Uh, and ultimately, the question I'm going to have about it, Nick, is who came out looking good from this? Who, how did this help? anybody and how did this help the larger feud that's that's the question i have but first let's run down what exactly happened yeah a lot happened here it, it's because, hard to answer that question because there are so many things that happened kind of in parallel here well and yeah happened in parallel and in sequence because first yeah. you had apollo cruz coming out to face shelton benjamin um after a really good speech from mvp where he accused apollo of being the leader of retribution which is you know obviously patent patently ridiculous right um before Apollo, well, I guess nothing's ridiculous. It could be anybody, but I don't think that it should be Apollo. But he came out. Apollo cut a nice promo back. We had a match with Shelton Benjamin, where Apollo pretty quickly uh, pinned Shelton Benjamin, and then the beatdown began. But out came all of his buddies to help him, uh, Cedric and Ricochet and Ali, and saved saved him. Even though Cedric did get put in the full Lashley, which is the I. We were asked a question, by the way, this last uh, mailbag episode, worst uh, name for a finisher, Full Lashley, now yeah. my, my least favorite yeah. name for a finisher. Um, you never so, go Full Lashley. Never, ever go Full Lashley. But apparently it was enough to keep Cedric out of the match that was scheduled later, which was a tag team elimination match, three on three, scheduled for later in the night. Cedric not happy about being left out of this, feeling kind of blue, MVP trying to perk him up and say, hey, man, you could always join the Hurt Business or you could be stuck in catering. Didn't go over so well with Cedric Alexander, uh, who went out and had a match with Akira Tozawa. Why? Because Cedric Alexander had taken the 24-7 title off of 
uh, Shelton Benjamin early in the night after Shelton Benjamin took it from R-Truth who inexplicably ran out to the ring after their match. This all got pretty a bit confusing. Cedric Alexander, however, beat Akira Tozawa. Uh, but that then beautiful really quickly, lumbar check, by the way. Beautiful. Oh, those two With guys, little oh, tiny Akira Tozawa just selling the shit out of it and just flailing yeah. around. I, just mwah. Still one of my favorite uh, finishing moves in, in, in the game today. It's And uh, Tozawa looked great in this, even though he's still doing the stupid ninja yeah. gimmick. At this point, it is a stupid ninja gimmick. <laughs> um, but ultimately, Shelton did come back to, or get revenge and beat Cedric at the end of the show to get the 24-7 title. Uh, but then we also had that tag team elimination match where Ali was irrelevant, Ricochet was irrelevant, and it was about Apollo Crews running through all three guys, beating Shelton Benjamin, beating MVP, and then ultimately getting murdered straight up cold by Bobby Lashley. Okay, you've had your U.S. title beat the weakest member of, of MVP's uh, hurt business, arguably. I mean, do you think Shelton or MVP is the, the weaker one here? Mm, it's hard it's to say it's MVP. It's, it's pretty much a toss-up, but I, I'm of the mind that MVP should not be wrestling. He should just be in a suit, being a manager. And yet, he's the one who has the match at SummerSlam, and this is kind of where I'm going with this, is you have you Apollo beat Shelton. You then have Apollo beat Shelton and MVP, but he gets murdered by Lashley. Yeah. So, great. You've now had him beat the guy that he's facing on Sunday for the championship after beating somebody else twice in one night. You've had all his friends be made irrelevant because he won that first match against Shelton Benjamin. The stipulation for that was if he wins, no one can be ringside for MVP. So it's him and MVP straight up this Sunday. So all of this kerfuffery where we've explained how all these different guys are, are kind of orbiting around Apollo and MVP, that's irrelevant come Sunday. It was all for nothing. It was all for nothing. Cedric looks like a goofball uh, who can't even hold on the 24-7 title and is being dissed by his friends. Ali and Ricochet are irrelevant and useless and irrelevant and meaningless. Outside the confines of whatever the story is going on between Cedric and MVP backstage. Yeah. And somehow just, they're screwing they're Cedric just, over they're. because they didn't pick the, they didn't pick him. Right. And then you've also got Lashley who looks like the strongest guy here and I'm going to say this a couple times on the show. If you're coming in and you've never seen WWE before, and the first thing that you see is a guy with the belt facing off against three guys, and he beats two of them, the last one just kicks the crap out of him, and then you're told, okay, but this Sunday he's facing the second guy he beat in that match. What are you going to think? Right. What's your thought process there? Exactly. And you're also going to be sitting here and go, who the hell is everybody else? What are all the other guys doing? Yeah. What are they all here for? It was it was inexplicable. It it felt like they just took a bunch of papers and threw them out there and just well okay we'll just book it that way. You know, it was it was bizarre. Um, I'm happy everyone was on TV. Don't get me wrong, but they no one was on TV in a way that got them over. No. Shelton looked bad. Cedric looked bad. Ricochet and Ali looked bad. The only person who looked MVP looked bad. Apollo didn't even look that great. He looked pretty good. He looked plucky, but he looked great because he got killed by Lashley. Lashley's the only one who looked great here. That's mm. nonsensical, given where you're going with this, which is a feud with Apollo and MVP. That's the match you have on Sunday. That's the money you're trying to, you're trying to make a match that's going to draw money. None of this did that. No. It was a, it was a, you also had a couple of roll-ups for the 24-7 championship. 
Shelton coming back in and hitting pay dirt and getting his championship back from Cedric after he rolled him up outside. So in a way, you could argue that this felt like it was all just staged to have uh, the 24-7 championship swapped a couple of times. Because otherwise, it was effing meaningless. Like, it meant nothing. It was a whole bunch of nothing. And when you're sitting there for three hours watching the show, you want things to have meaning. Yes. And while this was... There were segments like that. You know, the stuff between MVP and Cedric was interesting from a character standpoint. You know, like it was yeah. it was an interesting character dynamic. MVP still killing on the mic. Like everyone here is trying, but then it, when it ultimately means nothing, you sit there and go, "Well, then why did I watch that? It was disposable. It was all disposable." Yeah, and and didn't help anything for the weekend. So I, I think I, yeah, I, I was in the I was in the chat on Discord last night, and at a certain point, I was just like, "Guys, I, I got stuff to do. Like I, I can't hang around for this." I, I got to go finish some stuff. There was just nothing happening here, and it took up like 40 minutes of the show. Yeah. Almost the whole second hour revolved around this. There was actually there was three what I'll call mid-card angles that amounted to a whole bunch of nothing, and this was one of them. Yeah. Um, the, other, the other one was the, the tag team division stuff, which we'll, which we'll get onto in a second. Raw Underground was a whole bunch of what the hell. But there was also, Nick, uh, the bright spot in the sense that we had that moment where we thought we were going to get a straight-up tag match between Bailey and Sasha and Asuka and Shayna Baszler, which when I saw on paper, I went, what? My head exploded. Like what? the guy in Scanners, my head literally, I just went, ah, boom! <laughs> like a pimple. <laughs> I, on paper, I went, what? I love the interaction, though. Bailey and Banks come out to the ring, talk smack as they do, saying, "Ah, oh, yeah, you know, yes, Oscar's going to face both of us, but we're going to both beat her, and then we'll won't have to worry about her ever again." Uh, and then Shayna comes out to the ring and says, "That's great. Whoever wins, I got next. Cool, good okay. stuff from Shayna." And then Oscar's music hits, and Oscar comes out screaming in Japanese, to, which, by the way, the audience responded to. They were like, "Yeah, yeah, we have no idea what you're saying, but that sounded awesome." Uh, and then she started speaking in English, and she said, I'm going to kick both your asses this Sunday. And as for you, Shayna, looking over her, we will fight. But tonight we work together, and then we'll fight each other. And I was like, cool. And Shayna just kind of went, I'm down. Look at the ring. Let's go. And they hopped in the ring, and they're on the same page. That's all it needed. It's all it needed was one line. And I was in. I was like, okay, cool. Now I know why they're on the same page. The mannerisms, the line, like that's what we always say, isn't it, Nick? Yep. All you need is one line to explain it. Yep. All you need. We don't. We don't they need did it. it. We don't need twenty minutes of exposition no. and, and long-winded promos. Just no. All one right, line. I'm game. Let's go. Yeah, that was all it took. Yep. I was sitting there the the first half of the show, going, "That makes no sense to have Oscar and Shayna team up," and all you had to have was someone badass like Oscar look at someone badass like Shayna and go, "We're gonna kick each other's ass later, but right now let's team up and kick these chicks' asses." Uh, sold. Done. Yeah. That's on. That's all it takes, and that's a that's something to be looked at. That's a lesson right there. Um, I'm just glad that they did that. The unfortunate thing is that could have been a banger of a match. Instead, what we got was Shayna being a hot tag, but getting taken out on the outside by Nia Jax, who's supposed to be suspended. She popped through the <laughs> she she popped through the plastic on the outside like a Velociraptor, and just started brawling with Shayna on the outside. They both get taken out, and then we have a two on one on Oscar. And Asuka has to valiantly fight upwards <sighs> against both Bailey and Banks until ultimately Shayna returns, gets a hot tag, 
and we ultimately have a finish where you've got Asuka outside the ring choking out Sasha, who's tapping, and you have uh, Shayna and Bailey being the the legitimate the people the people who are in the match, um, and uh, Shayna taps out Bailey. So a very interesting finish in the sense that we're going towards Asuka facing both of them, but Shayna gets the win here. What do you think the thought was on that? Why did they have Shayna tapping out Bailey, the SmackDown, by the way, the SmackDown Women's Champion, not the Raw? So she doesn't have. She's on Raw. She doesn't have a clear path to the Raw title. She didn't tap out Sasha. She doesn't have that argument. Why would they have her tap out Bailey here? Because WWE. <laughs> I got nothing. Come on. I, listen, I, I've been trying to say for weeks and months now that the brand split is a is a fugazi. It's it's not it's not real. It doesn't exist. Well, you can do wild card all you want. You can do so whatever they call it. But it's not it's just whatever they want to do. They're going to do it. Kyle makes a great point in the chat. He's like, they DQ'd people for weeks when they interfere with managers. Uh, Asuka comes right. out, interferes with Sasha outside the ring, not even part of the match, and the match is over. Oh, God, we're, we're done. Nia comes in, disrupts the whole match, murders Shayna on the outside, and gets kicked out by staff personnel. But we're, but please, continue to kick Asuka's ass inside the ring. Hey, good, good stop, boy. Let me catch up real quick. Yes. Uh, that other kid you know gifted a tier one sub to Esme. Esme mm. now has a piece of chicken. She is now yes. chicken woman. <laughs> mm, yummy chicken. <laughs> thank you very much, Jacob. Esme, make sure you thank Jacob. We always talk about sub. food in the chat on this show, so yeah. I, I felt it was appropriate that we have chicken for you guys. So uh, Kyle threw 100 bits in and said, Nia Jax, you, someone who's just there going over like a fart in an elevator every time she's on screen. I honestly don't feel she doesn't want to be there. I honestly feel she doesn't want to doesn't be want there. Doesn't want to be there. She I feel needs like to leave the company, in my opinion. If she didn't want to be there, she wouldn't be there. I think that her new attitude is, F everybody, I know you all hate me, so I'm going to come out here and be a troll. I yeah. actually feel that, that she's in troll Nia land now. Um, and that was evidenced by what happened later on the show, which we'll get to in a quick second. You need any more catching up to do there, Nick? Uh, yeah, Andy threw in another 100 bits. Thank you, sir. Thank so you, the non-English-speaking person cuts the best promo of the night. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, yeah. I was certainly the one that got me the most fired up. Certainly one that was, got me the most fired up. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, we're good. All right. So one last thing on this, and then we'll move on. Shayna Baszler. She's looking like a face now. Hot tagging, facing off with Nia Jax, looking like a, a, a strong monster face. Is that a good look for her? Uh-oh. It, it's all you... a setup. Oh, it's, oh, it's all you... a setup. Because the next feud I think we're going to get after SummerSlam, I hope one of them has a title, and it's going to be Shayna and Asuka. I, I want that. I want that so bad I'm going to will it into existence. Well, in, in the immortal words of the Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you want. By no. God! <laughs> but if you try sometimes, WWE will give you what Vince wants. <laughs> Which is face Shayna Baszler? That makes face even Shana less... Baszler. Uh, okay. No. Shayna Faisler. No. Shayna, but you know what? I will say this. Shayna Faisler actually kind of works for me. They obviously don't know how to do her as a heel on the main roster. And as a face, it kind of works. Yeah. She's a badass. She can hit a couple of big moves and look like a beast. I'm not entirely mad at it, Nick. Yeah. I, I wasn't mad at it, or I wasn't happy with it until I saw what happened later. And we'll, well, we'll come back to that. But Well, no, let's let's talk about that right now okay. because again again, her hot tag was a good hot tag. 
that's kind of what changed my mind on it. Yeah, where I went, point. ooh, that was, I, she's actually she's fun as a face because yeah. she whoops ass. Yeah, you know, it's like Samoa Joe as a face. It's fun. Yeah, right. So that that made that intrigued me. It intrigued me that they were turning her face and that I wasn't mad at it. So I'm very curious where they're going with this. One other place they're going is Raw Underground, and and uh, Naya and Shayna spilled over to there. Uh, because we saw that Shayna's two buddies, her two two of the four horsewomen of MMA who were down in uh, NXT, Marina Shafir and that other one, yep. they were both called up on this show, and they were both in Raw Underground. Marina Shafir actually had a match where she kicked some redhead's butt um, and then got jumped by Nia Jax afterwards. Nia Jax also took out the other one um, very, very quickly, which is how it should happen. And then Shayna Baszler got in the ring, Faced off with Nia, the match started, and Nia just boned on out of there, leaving Shane to scream, "Hey, there's a, there's only one rule: you got to fight." Well, so, also, also, there's no rules, but you you just this is the second time you've made up a rule, Shane. Well, he's made made up a couple other weird things on the show. <laughs> they don't know which way they're going. Uh, again, with- Shane overbearing, ruining what I thought was pretty decent. Just over, uh, just so over the top. It, he was he one of the worst things back. about it. Yeah, he was one of the worst things about it. We'll, we'll talk about him in a second. I want to talk about Shayna and Nia in Raw Underground. And to a lesser extent, the other two horsewomen in there as well. Um, what do you think about if... Because Nia is suspended. So logically, you would imagine that that means they could continue their feud in Raw Underground. Shayna is someone who can actually work that shoot style that you would get in like a blood sport, which is what they're basing underground on. Could they actually make a good Shayna Nia feud in underground, or would that just that would that still be something you wouldn't want to see, Nick? I wouldn't want to see that. Now, listen, two weeks ago when it debuted and they were doing stuff, and in the middle of it, Shayna Baszler popped in and did her strut and just popped her mouthpiece in like I'm here to beat a mm-hmm's ass. Like that, I popped for that, and I think I said it here on the show. That was that was probably one of my favorite moments of that debut of Raw Underground. And here she was again, jumping back up into the ring, and just has that kind of swagger of yeah. a pit fighter, right? Yeah, just has that kind of just mo about her. it. You yeah. can look at her and just see that chick's gonna hurt somebody, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can just yeah, look right. at it and go, somebody about to get their ass whipped. Um, mm. That that's what I think of when I see Shayna Baszler jump up in there. But but Nia doesn't quite come across she's she's still got that little bit of upspeak valley girl kind of thing that undoes what her <laughs> size could give her so so the, so just a quick quick question here her purple and white lance archer double dread braids they didn't do anything for you no they're not adding to the intimidation factor. i could do that would it do anything for the show here no you you could totally 100, what 100 patrons what 100 patrons you'll yeah. do your hair like that sure Purple and white braids? Sure. Ooh. 100 patron challenge thrown down. Yes. Currently at 69. <laughs> <laughs> 69, dudes. <laughs> Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Yeah. So, all right. All right. I, I personally think Nia and Shayna going to Raw Underground could be a good concept. It could cha- shake things up a little bit. And it might allow Shayna to, to show a little bit more viciousness than you could actually see in mm-hmm. a, a ring um but the problem with raw underground is it's still being shot the way that it's being shot <laughs> which is a million kevin dunn cuts a minute uh we also saw that in the other two matches which was arturo russ and riddick moss having a throwdown 
beating the crap out of each other and of ultimately falling out of the ring only to have to they started beating up the crowd and then when they turned back towards each other Shane inexplicably got between them and was like that was sick guys that was sick all right something <laughs> do something else do something else I don't want to hear a 53 year old man go that was sick dude that was sick man well he does still wear Jordans <laughs> so he's he's young at heart but I don't want to hear him say that when like inexplicably stopping a match that could like there's no rules there's it's it's another example of the fact that this was a another half-baked idea that they didn't fully think through and as a result they're doing stuff like this that makes you just go what the hell was that yeah. you had two minutes of guys just going full bore ham and it was cool except for the cuts which made you kind of you know have a little bit of a conniption but then it's all of a sudden it's broken up for no reason you're like why are you breaking it up yeah. and then go to commercial so to me it, 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 it to me it underlined that they still don't really know what they're doing with raw underground they're flying by the seat of their pants um they did however book a match for next week we had uh, eric with eric the viking was in there beating up some guy knee knee to face until the guy was out Won the match. Shane McMahon was on the sidelines interviewing Dolph Ziggler and said, what do you think? Dolph said, oh, about four out of ten. Eric didn't like that. So they had a match, which was very nice because Dolph knows how to goddamn wrestle. And it looked like it, even though he did really, really obviously poke Eric's eye with his thumb. Made sure that we all could see it because that's what you do in underground matches. Take your time poking a guy in the eye. But ultimately that led to a, a tap out finish for Dolph Ziggler who puts down Eric. Ivar didn't like that. Uh... Pounce Dolph Ziggler into the crowd, and next week we've got Ivar versus Dolph. Nice. Um, there's a rumor that they are going to have a title in uh, Underground at some point, and they've they've got some guys who they're featuring now. Moss, Ruas, Ziggler's been there a few times. Eric's been there a few times. So we've got some some regulars here. Um, should Dolph be the first champ, or sure, would that be ridiculous? Sure, why not? I would rather see a Riddick Moss or a Ruas uh, be the first right. one, right? Uh, I'd, I'd rather see somebody like that. D Dolph's had Dolph, – Dolph doesn't need that. There's, there's so many other guys down there, and girls for that matter, that could, that could use something like that. Okay. Uh, Dolph doesn't need that. But that's not going to stop him from getting it. I know. I know. Let me catch I, up. It, Let me catch up real quick. I'm okay. so far behind. Good lord, guys! You, you, all I love the bits. It. I love it. I love it. Um, oh, we're so up to 600 bits on the train. Jesus. Uh, Costanza 78 says uh, through 100 bits in says, "Can we have a gong like on the Gong Show uh, that we can <laughs> ring it when we are sick of Naya?" Uh, oh, approved. on this show. On Make this show. I know where to get a gong. I know where to get a gong. Yeah, I have a button we get, we right a, here that has a digital sound effect. Board that's not as fun. No, you have to have like a gong and go, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like the end of cashmere. Yeah. Uh, you threw another hundred bits and said WWE could screw up making coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Uh, Andy threw in a hundred bits said Naya in raw underground where she doesn't have to work safely. Someone will actually die. Yeah, yeah, if there's someone who can work safely with her, though, I truly believe it's Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Like I uh, truly believe that's someone that Nia and I'm gonna knock all the wood when I say this. Maybe I don't think Nia's gonna be able to hurt Shayna as badly as like say a Kyrie Sane or an Alexa Bliss. No, that's true. Run that out there. Uh, and finally, Kyle threw a hundred bits in says, Can we please get a thesis statement on why Raw Underground is a thing? It's been three weeks. They should have something by now. <laughs> um 
I think that that was their thesis was Shane came back and went, I'm bringing something new. That was the thesis. That was it. That was their statement. We're, we're trying something new. Shane's back. He's doing something exciting and different. Ooh. You see, what had happened was he was hanging out with Rob Van Dam, and they got into the they got into the KB, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, they were like, "Hey, man, I got an idea." I wondered why it was so smoky when uh, when they opened the door to Raw uh-huh. Underground. That's why. Uh-huh. That's why. Well, I mean, everyone in there does seem hungry for a win. <laughs> That's what they uh, need. They need somebody in there with like a snack cart. Or just like random side <laughs> characters, like make this a place, make it like make Grand it Theft lifted. Auto or something. You're it's gonna have just randomly the PC. It's obviously a corner of the PC that they've just thrown in some amber lights and some smoke. Like it's not like it's the seedy underground den. They didn't go out and rent like an, an alleyway or or a warehouse. In no. Orlando, I mean, like dress it up like some done. opium den in Hong Kong or something, where you've just that's, gotta come on, man, just dial this shit up. That's this, what they're point. doing is stupid. That's my point: is it's not gonna look not dumb as long as it's obviously in the PC, and it's like the PC is a big place. It's not oh, that big. God. It's not that big. You basically you're gonna walk twenty feet. You're gonna have one part of it. There's the regular ring and regular raw going on, and Shane's just running like a weird underground fight club, right? Fifty feet away, it's the like it really is like a low IQ concept, yeah. And it's something where if they had gone out and put some time and effort into it, actually sat down, thought about it from all the angles, really conceptualized it, really thought, okay, what are what are the what are the what are the rules that are no rules, right? right? I mean the rules of the production, the rules of the story, not the rules of the match. The rules of this concept. This because it's a virtually a standalone con- concept. There's very few things that actually flow over to regular raw. Great. If it's a whole different world, if we've got people from raw prize fighting here in underground, make it that they leave the the PC and go somewhere genuinely seedy to throw this money down, right? I, I don't know. And there's not even inconsistency, right? We had the Hurt Business take over the very first episode. Okay, they took over, and nothing changed. I, I, saw, I saw Marina Shafir and the uh, the other one show yeah. up, and I was just like, okay, are the four horsewomen of, of MMA coming in to take over Raw Underground now that Hurt Business has vacated the premises? I mean, we did say the very first time they did this, like they need to bring in some legit shooters. Yeah. And they did. They they brought in Russ. They brought in the, the three of the four horsewomen, like, all right, fair Rick game. Rick Moss like, is no was, joke. Yeah, that guy nope, can, can nope. go. Ziggler yeah. can go. Uh, so those are things where, like, those were concerns we had. Those were handled. But the other major concern was the production and just the conceptualization of the whole concept. And that's still a mess. Yeah, imagine if WWE 2K20 was was IRL. To me, that that's like raw underground. <laughs> <laughs> it's just full of bugs. It's, it's just glitches. It's, it, it, there's wrestlers. Dolph Ziggler glitching through can, the floor. You can create a wrestler, right? There's there's ven- there's a venue that you can kind of customize, but it's just it's and there's just random bugs where this one guy's just randomly running around all over the place going, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 oh, it's an arm bar. Oh, it's a beautiful one. Oh, bro, yeah, oh, he's out, he's done, he's done. Yeah, Shane, they got they definitely got to put a muzzle on Shane for this too. But again, and I want to leave this with this, is that we did say there's potential in Raw Underground. More than with Retribution. Retribution seems like they're holding a gun to their head. Right. You know, and they're we're waiting for it to go off. 
and like they're supposed to be they're at a target range they're supposed to be shooting down range but they're holding to their head and we're like you guys this is not going to this is not going to turn out well for you you're not doing this right raw underground i feel i feel this is one where i'm like you guys could get this right even in the performance center even with the stupid cuts like this could be something you could do something cool with there's it's just there's so many other things they have to fix about it yeah, yeah. um so that being said, one of the things I think they have to fix is the fact that it's weird to have people on Raw and then immediately like later on Raw Underground. They did it with the Viking Raiders. They did it with, uh, with Shayna Baszler. Uh, and it was weird with the Viking Raiders because we had kind of a comedy bit where we were looking at the Viking Raiders as being kind of funny over on the main show. In fact, most of the tag team division right now is some version of either funny or ridiculous. You have uh, a love triangle going on between, well, I don't even know what kind of trapezoid it is right now, but you've got Ivar and Angel Garza fighting over some dopey blonde chick from Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Some D um, list Instagrammer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Demi, I, I think her name is. An influencer, Nick. She's an influencer. She's a, she's a, blog, she's a blogger. Yeah. She's a blogger. Yeah. Uh, I can, I can, anyway. <sighs> okay, I can't believe she's on my wrestling. On my wrestling, Nick. Uh, so they're having a love triangle with her. Apparently, Ivar is still able to summon chicken legs at will to his hand like the hammer of Thor. Attaboy. Because, because he, uh, you, know, you had uh, Angel Garza give her a rose and Ivar gave her a turkey leg. Yeah. And Angel Garza slapped the turkey leg out of her hand and Ivar summoned another one, which is a power I'd love to have because I'm kind of hungry right now. Yeah. Um, but then we had a match between Ivar and Angel Garza, which Angel Garza wins surprisingly enough. Um, and after the match, we hear that they have discovered the security footage of who poisoned Tez because they've been looking through security footage, hours of security footage because of retribution. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. Regardless, Lena Vega looks a little bit scared about this. Uh, Angel Garza goes running to the back because while he and Ivar are fighting for the affections of this dopey blonde chick, meanwhile in the back, Angelo Dawkins is slipping into her DMs and uh, he says, I've got that video if anyone wants to see it. We all end up at the back. Dawkins shows the video. And it's, of course, Zelina Vega course. poisoning Montez's drink, at which point Montez comes out of nowhere. We have a big scrap. Later on in the evening, it's Andrade versus Montez. Montez is absolutely on fire in this match. They let him go full bore. He looked amazing. Uh, meanwhile, Zelina and Bianca are brawling outside. And ultimately, Montez picks up the win on the distraction. To head towards SummerSlam and the long-awaited tag team match between the Street, the street Profits and Garza and, uh, Angel, uh, and uh, Andrade. Long-awaited, Nick. Oh, wait. We saw it a couple weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah. Damn. I guess it's not long-awaited at all. No. So let's pick this apart. We've got the, the Viking Raiders looking like goofballs. Um, we've got Garza and Andrade who just are kind of there. And Garza had more to do, but Andrade was just – he was just there. He, you know, he was just there to pick up an, an L from Montez. Right. Um, and then this is the very thing that we said when the whole poisoning angle first started was, if it turns out Zelina did this, it's the dumbest damn thing ever. Yeah. Why would she it's need to do this? Damn thing ever. Why would she? And why would she do it? That why not poison him this week so that he is sick come SummerSlam? What are, what were you hoping to accomplish with this? Let's. Let's say, let's, let's take this out of kayfabe, right? It's not even Zelina's character. The writers who are writing this, 
you are writing a character to do something that is patently stupid. It does it, it gives no benefit to her or her dudes, right? Because if Montez can't fight at SummerSlam, you don't get the titles. You don't automatically get the titles somehow. You just don't have a match. Well, I mean, it doesn't make sense in any way, shape, or form. MVP just got the U.S. Championship because he just anointed himself as the U.S. Champion. So, I mean, no, anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but th- but th- then he had to go actually face Apollo, and he lost it. He all it was it was a, then it was, a, it was a disputed title. Sure, you know it's it's At still least that this was, was something right, <laughs> right exactly. It just it felt this was what I was afraid of. It's a dumb. First of all, I hate any time that they do something where there would be legal repercussions. Like I know we're in this fantasy world of cartoon WWE where as long as you're in the building, anything goes. Right? If you poison someone, if you hit someone with a car, there are legal repercussions to that and it always drives me nuts when something like this is just blown up oh that's so crazy she was the one that poisoned montez <laughs> oh what a wacky turn of events oh that's how dastardly that's serious business that's attempted it, murder it's attempted murder <laughs> anytime they do that and just walk away like it's nothing it drives me nuts in storyline yeah it drives me nuts. They drugged Jeff Hardy out of the woods because he thought he did a DUI hit and run on Elias. And they made a huge right. scene about it. Seamus would be it's a it would be a federal crime what Seamus did if he framed Jeff Hardy in that way. Right. I mean the cops were involved. They even had law enforcement there for that. Sorry, this is a bit of a tangent, guys, if you're listening to us right now. It's, it's, it's just on general WWE logic. And there are some times that we just have to k- kvetch about that because there's just some times where there's no way around how dumb some of these story decisions are. And this is one that I was pulling my hair out when they revealed that it was, in fact, Zelina that poisoned Montez's cup. This is a tag team match. It's pretty much the, the, only, the three tag teams in the division, right. pretty much. The Viking Raiders... I mean, Cedric and Ricochet, but they're off doing something stupid over there where they don't matter at all either. Um, Viking Raiders, Street Profits, and Andrade and Angel uh, and Angel Garza, who don't even have a tag team name. Um, this and this is what we got to make it interesting. They have to put all of this extra shit around it, and it's just it's just not necessary. God forbid they just have a wrestling match, <laughs> but they did. That's the problem, Nick. We just had wrestling matches, and Street Profits just beat them straight up. Yeah, and so then the logic is, well, they got to poison them to win. <sighs> Kyle says, call them Los Idolos. I agree. Or L I W W E. We we speculated months ago that, that that's what they a should lot of be things called. you could call them. I I don't know. I, uh, Kyle also threw a hundred bits in and said, can people stop messing with Garza Dong's game? It's not cool to block the dong. Hashtag dong block. I mean, uh, he was trying to share the dong a lot of places. You had that Demi chick, obviously Charlie Caruso, whatever's going on with him and Zelina, yeah. some sort of weird dominatrix thing. I don't know. Uh, he, he plays a lot of different roles. Gar- um, Garza is the baby face here. I will not hear otherwise. <laughs> Ford deserved to be poisoned for dong blocking. Agreed. You don't block the dong. There's enough dong to go around here when you're talking about an, uh, Angel Garza, all right? Costanza78 also threw 100 bits in and said, hashtag WWE logic. I, I think you'll find right. we agree. Yeah, this, especially this week. There's there's some yeah. weeks that, that we can be like, all right, all right, I can see my way through it. But this week, I mean, come on. Who's going to walk away from the Garza dong? Yeah. Nobody. 
Nobody walks away from Angel Garza. Mm. Men are afraid of him. Women are afraid of him as well, but in a titillated right. sort of way. Right. Yes. I'm intimidated, but intrigued. Mm. Moving on. <laughs> Hashtag Garza Dome, folks. Let's talk about more women. Let's talk about Peyton Royce and Ruby Riot having another match. And the same thing happening. Ruby bumps into, was pushed into Liv Morgan on the outside, causing a distraction, allowing for Peyton to hit her finisher again on Ruby. Um, so once again, the, uh, the, the Riot squad is not on the same page. And the Iconics have their number. This is just spinning wheels. This is the same thing again. This is what I was afraid of with this, where they don't have an end game. They don't have a timeline for this. So unfortunately, we get the same thing over and over and over again, and nothing's building here. So again, long-term storytelling doesn't exist when people just are on an exercise bike. You know, Frodo didn't get to Mordor on an exercise bike. Right. So, and unfortunately, that's where we are here. They're not on the same page. Listen, I want the Iconics to go get the titles back. I think they were chumped out of, you know, they're they're chumped out of them before, and Oscar and Kyrie had them for a long time, and now Bailey and Sasha have had them for a long time again. But here's oh, wait, because that's the thing. Wouldn't it be a better redemption story if the Riot Squad got on the same page and then went after the tag titles and won them? Wouldn't that be the better redemption story? But they sure. have to get past the Iconics to do that because they're the ones who are holding them down and trying to keep them from getting together. You've got two pay-per-views back-to-back next week. Wouldn't this have been the time, if you want to have the Riot Squad go pick it up, say it payback, wouldn't this have been the time to show them starting to gel? If you want to have forward, forward progression in your story, I don't know. I mean, I've, I would have booked it like I said on the Saturday show, where you just have you you set off Bailey and Sasha by just having them drop all the belts, and just mm. you know all of that stuff. And yeah, either Riot Squad or Iconics are going to be one one of those two. It makes more sense to have the Riot Squad get their act together, go get it, and then go off on a feud in the Iconics chase or something like that. But yeah, I. I don't, I don't know what's going on right now. Why we did this again two weeks in a row just makes no sense to me. It's it's literally the exact same thing we did last week. That's yeah. what that's what's frustrating about it. It was It's very frustrating, but not as frustrating as the last segment we have to talk about today, Nick. Mickey James returns to Raw. She was, uh, she was there a week or two ago. I forget because last it all week. blends together. Yeah. <laughs> what day is it? Uh, and she was conf- she was confronted by Natalia and Lana, who now are looking like the influencer twins, and it's very disturbing. But this week she had a match with Natalia, and I use the term match loosely. We come back from commercial; they're both in the ring. Mickey, in her first match back, doesn't even get an entrance, and then in the middle of their match of their five minute match, I might add, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy come out to harangue Samoa Joe about Rey Mysterio. So we stop calling this match in the middle of it to just deal with Seth and, and his issues with Ray. And then Mickey James gets hit, thrown to the outside, and can't get back in to match the 10 count. So she is counted out and loses to Natalia via countout. And then kicks Lana and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you talk about an ignominious return to Raw. That's kind of the definition of it. She's coming back, wanting to win the title again, really cement her legacy as a, as a legend. I don't know if WWE is intentionally being disrespectful, if they're being careless, if they're being insulting, deliberately insulting, or if they're trying to 
like put her in her place first before they give her the nice stuff, which they're petty enough to do. Like, let's just just we're gonna keep you on the DL for a while, and then if you're if you behave and don't talk back, we'll give you something nice. Mm -hmm. I don't know which one of those this is. All I know is that you've got Naomi over on SmackDown and you've got Mickey on Raw. You got you got a few women that you need to do better by. You don't have to give them the damn titles or anything, but at least give them some respect. Agreed. Uh, I'm going to give me a so second go back here. To, I'm going to go back yeah. to Kyle's message this from exactly. earlier, from about 45 minutes ago. Thank you, Kyle, for the 100 bits, and sorry you had to wait on this one. Mickey, <clears throat> excuse me. <gasps> Mickey James' <laughs> first match back in over a year. A damn yep. legend with stuff still to give back, and WWE did that. That yep. was worse than anything done in the Divas era. Well, I don't know about that. At least they got the spotlight for a bit instead of their work being ignored uh, for Seth nonsense that could have waited. Uh, yep. If Raw Underground and Retribution doesn't pay off, I'm getting ready to drop Raw. Just send her to NXT to work with all those amazing women there. I don't know about that either. I mean, NXT is also so stacked right now. There's not really a whole lot of wiggle room. Um, just, you know, it was very minor things they could have done here to at least given something to her. Right. It, the, the, the finish, like, the finish seemed inexplicable, sudden, and lame. There was no entrance. And they, they, it was a short match to begin with, and you distract us from half of it. Right. It was, it was just a trifecta of, of you know, here's the thing. WWE has a lot of characters in it. And one of the fun things, especially like, you know, when you when we were kids watching it, one of the fun things was all the characters. You weren't just invested in the number one guy. You were in our area, it was Hulk Hogan, Nick, later on, Stone Cold, John Cena, whatever. You're not just invested in the big guy. You love all the cast of characters. You love the world that it's in, right? And you want to see each one of those characters. The more that you can show all of your characters. Being interesting, the better your overall show is going to be. And that goes for all entertainment, especially serialized entertainment. Um, you know, Aristotle once said that serialized entertainment wasn't a true storytelling. You couldn't get catharsis from it. Uh, but I actually disagree with that. Is that a real that. quote? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In the Aristotle's Poetics, he actually, he actually said that because you, know, you, could, you have to have one particular event. It has to be beginning, middle, and end, and that's the only way to true catharsis. Right? Serialized uh, entertainment won't give you that because it never ends. You'll never yeah. have the payoff, yeah. right? But wrestling is a series of payoffs, or it should be, right? A series of crescendos and then a payoff, and you have that catharsis, yeah. right? The babyface ultimately overcoming the like beating the dragon, overcoming the the nasty heel. That's your catharsis, and when it happens, that's the exact thing. That's the that's the drug that keeps us all hooked to wrestling. Is are those insane, awesome blowout moments? where Daniel Bryan's raising two titles over his head at WrestleMania 30, right? Yep. So part of serialized entertainment, though, is having a number of characters that you can then get invested in. Uh, not just the number one character. You want to have these little crescendos, these little moments of catharsis, and you can build them up at different times and have them perc all percolating and popping at different times. Keeps you invested as you go from episode to episode. You can have various different crescendos throughout the show. So that you never have to have one big one and then be done, um, because then everything falls apart. You don't have any. You have to start over again. Um, so you have to have that raft underneath, floating it, floating everything on top of it. So when you have characters like Mickey James and you treat them in a way that makes us not care or shows that you don't care, 
it makes people not want to watch because it makes it turns you off of the show. Or that you're you a petulant at, childish brat and you're just mad well, at her husband because she said some cross things about Bruce Pritchard. Right. Or that, and that's and that very, very possibly could be what's going on here, which is why I threw that possibility in there is uh, Nick Aldis shot on Bruce Pritchard, and as a result, Bruce is like, hey, your wife, she's yep. not getting our attention. We're going to distract in the middle of the match. Um, Mickey did say online afterwards that she was happy for all the fans reaching out. She says, you know, all the fans kind of said things that she couldn't really say about the match, how she, but how she really felt. And Nick Aldis put up a little emoji of a shrug. So... There you go. Andy threw um, in 100 bits. Thank you, sir. Said Mickey being punished by Pritchard for the comments Mr. James, Nick Aldis, made because WWE is petty. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I, I just I want to like every character on the show. I want to be invested in them. I want it to be the Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, where you have sub-characters, where you have whole episodes that don't even involve the main character, and you've got interesting people you can follow and, and care about. That's not what WWE is doing, even though it could. It, it does in some sense. They have secondary characters like Seth. Seth you know, Seth, the Seth Joe Ray thing is, do, is going pretty well. Um, they're, they're trying with stuff like Asuka and Bailey and, and Sasha. Like, there are secondary characters, but the more characters that you can give interesting full lives to, the more interesting your show is going to be. Yeah. And Raw is at its best when all those characters are, have full fleshed out lives. Yeah. I agree. And this this week it just it dropped the ball so many times. Whether through logic, on a, whether on a through, go home show, on a SummerSlam show. Oh, like, it was you're really supposed to be like tying off and like, like dangling the biggest carrot. Yeah, you're supposed to be just drawing, promoting all of that stuff. Yeah, and as we draw to a close on this, Nick, I do want to I want to reiterate if, if if you're new to the show, if you haven't heard it before, and you, and you hear us bitching throughout the show today. It's not what we want to do. We actually we want WWE to be good. We want it to be better. We want we want to see things on the show that entertain us. We we have love for WWE, even though it frustrates us sometimes. There's aspects that we hate about it. Um, there are at the end of the day, we want it to be good, and that's where the frustration comes. Not just for not just from a blanket hatred of the brand or anything. That's that's not it at all. We love it. But at the same time, man, it sucks when it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> when it's bad, it's bad. When it's when good, it's, it's amazing. Uh, so yeah. one last little thing here, Nick. They're promoting it the entire show. WWE Thunderdome. Two men enter. One man leave. We don't need another hero. I'm going to go listen to Tina Turner after this. I swear to God I am. Uh, that's the only thing that's exciting me about Thunderdome, though. It sounds like insanity. They, they, they promised lasers. Lights, LEDs, and the most interactive fan experience yet for the WWE universe. That's just off the top of my head. Um, is this when we're just when we just get done, Nick, talking about a show, eviscerating this Monday Night Raw for logical plot holes, poor characterizations, uh, poorly conceived feuds and angles and concepts? And then they're about to drop. They're dropping four hundred fifty thousand dollars renting out the Amway Center in Orlando for the next two months, and who knows how much they're dropping for this new production stuff, all the cool little whiz bang toys that Kevin Dunn can now mess with. Um, who, who knows? And who knows if they'll last? Is this lipstick on a pig? 
Like, are we just are we shining up a turd here? Like, is this we do we need all the whiz bangs when what they really need to do to improve their show is more fundamental? Yes and yes. Can I say both? Yeah. I, I think people are wearing it's a kind little of redundant, thin. really. Well, I think people are wearing a little thin on the PC. Uh, that's that's valid. Totally fair right. enough. And and, and I, I don't know how long how much longer I can take with a dozen talent banging on plexiglass on the on the side. Like it, my head's gonna just no, just stop. I already have yep. a headache. It's been a long day. It's eight <laughs> o'clock at night. The last thing I need to hear for three hours is somebody just bang 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 bang, bang on plexiglass yep. outside. If I wanted that, I'd go to a hockey game. Oh wait, I can't do that either. But I also I th- so I think the new digs are gonna be ref- there's gonna be some refreshing a feeling there is that short-lived yes. to be determined we'll see yep. but i also think that man if, you know kevin dunn ain't never giving back those drones uh, <laughs> you give that man drones forget it i also <laughs> think that we we talked about this with seth blaming the 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 fans lack of patience for long-term storytelling and i was like no it's the fact that there really is no storytelling we need to shore some of this up you have right. SummerSlam in a few days it's it's like diet wrestlemania like this is your second biggest show of the year. It's the WrestleMania that mom has at home. Right. This is like why are you not taking this as seriously as WrestleMania? I that's what blows my mind. You're doing goofy shit that feels like it was segments that you shot over a few weeks and somehow like stitched them all together in post. It feels cut together. It this this raw n- felt very haphazard. No now granted, consistency to it. Granted, it was chaos. In WWE, I, I will give them a little bit of leeway in the sense that it was chaos when they were filming this Raw. Yeah, like we know that we reported on it. We we know that it, it's been chaos at WWE the last like week or two, and it shows. It yeah. felt that way. The show felt like the chaos that we knew was happening there. And SmackDown did too. Friday, frankly, you know. Yeah. Kyle threw a hundred bits in. Said uh, they have Thank Kevin Dunn drone shots to jump cut to with the Thunderdome. Uh, to quote Sam Jackson, "Hold on to your butts." Agreed. Uh, and Chris, 1978, with a fiver in the tip jar. Thank you, Thank sir. Thank you very much. Uh, welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's the uh, waiting reference uh, with one Dane Cook, I believe it is. Mm. Am I getting that right? Was waiting Dane Cook or was it Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds. Why did I say yeah. Oh, you I don't guys were talking Dane about Cook. Dane Cook in here earlier. Filthy. Don't you diss my, my Marshall boy, said, Ryan all Reynolds. I can think of is Dane Cook in the movie Waiting. That was Ryan Reynolds. It was Ryan Reynolds, yeah. wasn't it? I'm I'm 95%. It was 100% sure. Ryan. I was trying to remember if Dane Cook had some bit part in it, but I don't think so. He might have been in it. It was a, a pretty extensive cast, as yeah. I recall. That's an un, that's an That is a, that's a fantastic anyway, we, movie if you've ever worked in any form of service industry before. <laughs> <sighs> but we digress. That's right. Dane Cook was um, the cook in the back. That's right. That's right. Dane Cook yeah. the cook. Dane the cook. That's that's yeah. funny. But Nick, that's it, man. That was a that was raw. We're 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 clear on the way to SmackDown, uh, and then on the way to SummerSlam. It's gonna be a huge, huge weekend this weekend. We got AEWs on Saturday this week because of uh, the NBA on TNT, and not in any way because they want to you know be head to head against Takeover Thirty, which is also Saturday night. It's the different time uh, though, so it has nothing to do with that. It's the they would have done this back in June close. if the, they're gonna overlap. If they, well, they'd have done it back in June if the NBA had had actual season and playoffs. Right. So, I mean, uh, people trying to make it into a thing about NXT counter-programming it, takeover. And I'm like, no, it's not. Stop. Okay. No. 
It's not not. It's not not. They, they're not I'm even on at the same time. But, uh, they're, they're, they could be like, well, convenient. We get to watch both. Why is everybody upset? We do get to watch both. I don't know. <laughs> we get to watch our show first. We'll be on, we'll be on doing our yeah. show, then watching uh, AW, then watching NXT, then doing an NXT recap, then doing SummerSlam, then doing a SummerSlam recap, and then back on Tuesday. It's going to be an absolute madness, yes. Nick. But uh, yeah, Raw, that was Raw. That was Raw. That was Raw. And it... It felt. It felt. You know raw. what we need in to it wrap this raw. show up? What do I we need? I think we need a moment of positivity. Mop. That's right. The mop. The moment of positivity. Little segment we do at the end of every one of our shows. Because we want to send everyone out there with a smile on their face and a happy feeling in their stomach and not just all heavy and weighted down and unhappy and angry and bitter and grrr. And it's especially necessary after a show like this where we did really kvetch a lot more than we normally do, right. Nick. Really need that moment of positivity today to kind of cleanse the palate, get back to, to a nice, happy place, uh, and, and leave everything on an up note. So, Nick, what was your moment of positivity the last little bit? This is tough. Um... <laughs> I mean, I'm looking through here and just think in general. Think in general about the last last few days. Am I really, am I really gonna say that? Yeah, you're gonna say it, Nick. You're gonna say it and you're like it. I don't even know what you're gonna say, but I know you're gonna say it. I really have high hopes that they're gonna do good by Dominic. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Um, it, it's, what it's skeptical is, is optimism as I always am, but I have I, so I have a hunch that they're going to make okay. Dominic look strong coming out of SummerSlam in order to elevate that whole thing, and we're going to continue to go, and it becomes a you know father and son duo, and I like you were describing on the show. I have hopes that it turns into a son defending his father and his father's honor, and that feel good story that we we all kind of want that to be, and it's kind of there it's kind of almost there it's ripe for the picking if they can pull it off and i want to believe that they can mm. and let's let's see what they do at SummerSlam. Uh, who knows how it'll end it's a street fight it might not even be a full-on blow-off we might continue the feud beyond that who knows that's the one that i it's it's giving me the most hope out of all of this stuff uh i'm, I'm scrolling here looking going wow they just it was a mess last night I love watching Arturo <laughs> Ruas on, and Riddick Moss fight. Positive. Positivity. I, okay, here's a positive one. I absolutely positive. love watching Arturo Ruas. Yeah, he's yes. fun, isn't he? Genuine yep. badass. Yeah. Black belt or uh, South American champion uh, wrestler. Yeah. And, I mean, him and Riddick Moss, that's the second time they've been at each other, I believe. And they, they're throwing down. And, yo, down. Riddick Moss, looks, he looks like a beast out there. I've never seen that dude look like he's just going out there and throwing down, going full bore, and he's going for a while at that level and not getting blown out. That's impressive. It really is impressive. Ooh, one second. Sorry. There we go. Uh, yeah. What about you, Surrey and Dangerous? So for me, I, I, on the show, on Raw, it was, the, the, it was a tiny little moment. It was, about, uh, it was a blip. It was a couple of seconds. But it was that moment when Asuka was coming down the ramp. And I think everyone could have guessed this. Y'all know I'm a mark for Asuka. Y'all know I'm a mark for Shayna. But that moment when they locked eyes and Asuka just said, I'm going to fight you, but tonight I'm going to fight 
with you. Mm. And we're going to go fight together. And Shana just goes, ha, ha, ha. Kind of like squares her shoulders and then gives a little nod and they go both charge the ring. That was a little goosebumpy moment for me. I loved that. But that's not my moment of positivity. That's a moment of positivity. But that's not the one. The one is the fact that Twitch is a blast. And if you're not watching us live on Twitch, then you're missing out. I'm loving everybody over in the chat. They're having fun, throwing bits and coins Everybody's and whatnot got around. Chicken and legs. It's a good time. There's just there's chicken legs in there. There's icons. There's stuff going like pew 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 out of the corner of my eye here. It's really cool, and it's so awesome that you guys are in there. And I just I don't know. That just made me think about. Everyone out there listening to us out there in the world, and, and it just made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside, Aww. so thank you guys. It's freaking awesome. You guys rock. I love this show. Bam! How's that? That was really good. It's positive as that hell. That was fantastic. And it's, and it's real. Uh, we hit, we, we hit 20 it. subs tonight. I'm fired guys. up. 20. 20 subs. Fired up. Thank you guys so much. We're, I mean, just this is just going to keep getting more and more fun. The month after month, your chicken legs are going to evolve. If you'd like a hint at what that looks like, there is a panel down below where oh, you yes. will eventually end up with a bucket of chicken. Yes, it's amazing. We absolutely love it. Mm. Uh, let's see. I want a bucket uh, of chicken right Yeah. Now. So there's chicken. our moment of positivity, guys. Don't go anywhere. We are going to do a raid. We'll come right back after the outro music plays, so that we can snag this audio for the podcast people. The the casuals yeah. that just listen to the audio out there and they don't oh, come hang stop it. <laughs> just They're wonderful. <laughs> you bastard. Don't you knock my pod people. Uh, pod people. Uh, what Invasion of the Body Snatchers reference again. Come on. Um, uh, hang around, guys. We are going to raid after this. Uh, but for those of you that are listening to this on audio, make sure you get over here and follow us on Twitch, at least to be able to find the video replays. They're a lot of fun. You can see all of the interactions happening uh, live on stream as Surrey and Dangerous and I go through the show and uh, react to them, all of that good stuff. Um, also, head over to YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. Make sure you're subscribed over there for BWO Daily every single day of the week. Had a little bit of sync issues today, and I uh, apologize for getting that out a little bit late, but hey, the audio sounds great, so that's all that matters, right? Retribution! Yeah, I know. They, they were in my house today. Causing havoc, uh, as you guys witnessed at the top of the show here. We've, we've, I was able to run them off. We've had a very stable show since then. They, they might be in Yorkshire Rob's house. He says that he dropped a baller tip on us, and I don't know if wait what he, we got her. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I saw Yorkshire Rob with the tier one sub earlier. Let yes. me uh, let me cruise back through here real quick. Yorkshire Rob subscribed to you with tier one. That's all I'm seeing, Yorkshire Rob. Sorry, brother, if we missed that one. Hmm. Uh, Costanza did sneak in with 200 bit more bits and said, great show as always, guys. Thank you, man. I appreciate Thanks that. Thanks very much, man. Appreciate that. Uh, where was I? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Busted Wide Open. Patrons, this is your last chance, guys. Get in. You got until uh, Saturday. Uh, probably till we about to do we do the show Saturday uh, to get in over at patreon.com slash BWO for the patron pickums challenge for SummerSlam. Robbie RB is defending his WrestleMania championship, so you don't want to miss out on that. It's going to be an absolutely fun show. Uh, so, yes, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Get full access to the back catalog of bonus episodes for 
two years, I think, worth now. I think we started doing those in August of 2018. So a whole catalog, 20-something episodes back there for you to listen to right out of the bat as soon as you sign up at the $10 tier. Skype calls, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, we will be back next week, I believe, with our Bright Side of the Ring segment uh, next Tuesday or maybe the following one, but we still got that to do uh, this Coming. month, yep. uh, courtesy of uh, Mr. Jesse Money. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all kinds of good stuff. So, guys... We're having a blast over here on Twitch. You guys should come and join us. Uh, uh, thank you to everybody that does join us every single week. We got we hit thirty viewers today. That's a that's a first in right. a long time. So, woo! Rule. Goodness, uh, what did they want to see us bag on Raw? <laughs> they want to what? <laughs> they wanted to see us bag on oh, Raw. Yeah, well, that's they they knew what was coming. Probably that's, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably true. Also, uh, as we go off air here, I will say this one more time. I will reiterate. Naya, you know, if you go if you oh, go Lord. back to when we originally had like six patrons, I said if we get to twenty patrons by the time we get to WrestleMania, I'll put up a Naya shrine in my studio. She's back there somewhere, and there she is. She's back there. Yeah. We're currently sitting at sixty nine patrons, right? <laughs> if we can get to a hundred patrons, let's say by Christmas. That gives you four months. Mm. If we can get to a hundred patrons by Christmas, I will. Naya I braids. will wear. I will do the double Naya, French Naya braid braids. ponytails, yeah. and I'll purple get Esther to dye them purple. Purple and purple and, purple white. and white. Purple and white. I think you just. Yeah, I think you just like weave in. You have to weave in like the the stuff, whatever it is. I don't know. JB, weave in. Have you seen how much hair is on this head? I look like Hagrid from You'll Harry see. Potter. It'll be, I want them down to your butt. I want to like okay, Lance Archer. Now, that's a bit obnoxious. Things. All right. Guys, let's get out of here. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, see you guys on the next show. If you're watching live, hang tight. Uh, we're going to do a fun raid right after this. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But my God! Somebody stop the damn match! This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.